Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. I didn't know that was this song. I've heard this before. I just heard it the other day. And no, I don't mind no hell. I'd rather do it myself. No, I don't mind no hell. I'd rather do it myself. I've been working on me. Sometimes you gotta work on you. Absolutely. Sometimes you gotta work on you. They hate to see it. We love to see it. You continue to say like the boy underneath mm-hmm. it. Always bet on yourself and best believe it. If you ever fold, I'm here to iron out the creases. Just preheat it. Self hate, we must unteach it. I'm talking standards so high they can never reach it. A lot of broken promises from broken people. I bet them half naked holes never feel completed. Oh just Lord, it. see that's where the controversy to come in. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. What up, good people? It is yet another day, and we are excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to be here because I'm here by myself today. Um, I don't don't have the girls here. The guy's not here. It's just me and this beautiful lady, but I'm going to get to her in just a second. I want to thank everybody who tuned in to the live podcast on last week. It was amazing. We had so many, so many people, and when I say so many, it was about... 17 but it's okay that was good for me i appreciate the love i appreciate everybody tuning in we got such great reviews for wind down wednesday so that might be something that i might implement on a weekly basis um so shout out to everybody that tuned in and commented everybody in the comments uh boots nakar courtney uh vicky Oh, Dorinda. It was just so many people. I don't want to leave nobody out, but I know I'm going to leave a few people out. But those are a few of the people that tuned in. Uh, shout out to Miss Dudley. She was giving the gems on last week. Such great vibes. And I know, guys, I had, I talked about, you know, I wanted to get back to talking about relationships, but, you know, I come across so many people and I want them to share their story. So I'm, I'm I have another interview today and I'm really excited. Um, I was upset because I had some stuff going on last weekend and I couldn't run to Atlanta and attend her uh, book open or her book. What do you call it? Like a book launch. Yeah. Book launch. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm amazed because, you know, it takes a lot to write a book. And when you write a book, you know, whether you're writing a personal, you know, something about yourself or, you know, fiction or whatever. It just takes a lot to write a book. But when you're talking about abuse in any form, and especially when it happened to you, it's it's like very delicate. Um, so I, I always said when I saw that she was when she started talking about it, I was like, 
my heart goes out to her. I hope that, you know, God gives her the strength she needs to focus and go through with it. Cause that takes a lot to tell your story when you've encountered any type of pain, but she is here today. I want everybody to give a warm welcome to Caressa Johnson, <laughs> MUA author, <laughs> TW Josie alum. Don't play with us. So hi, Caressa. Hey. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good, good. You, first of all, you look beautiful. Beautiful. I didn't know you were gonna come. May I, I, makeup artists never tend to amaze me because sometimes you see them and you be like, "Oh, damn, no makeup." But some days you be like, "Oh, Mama is ready." And listen, it's a regular Friday here in the city. I was not expecting her to be dolled up, but she is so beautiful. How are you? Thank you. I, and normally on a regular day, I don't have makeup on. But okay. I was like I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to be on the camera or something. So I was like, I got to come ready. You know prepare. what? I didn't tell you to be camera ready, so I didn't pull out the camera. Okay. So I was like, but when you came, I was like, well, shit, I should just pull out the camera. But no worries, no worries. Um, I appreciate you stopping by today. I know you are back and forth between Augusta and Atlanta, and you just happen to be in the city today. And we've been kind of texting back and forth. And I didn't want to seem like utterly annoying, but when I text somebody or call somebody to reach out, I really be excited about the interview then and then I know a lot of people are busy so I just try to be patient and Chris was like well listen I could be here this day and I could do it at this time I was like oh shit well come on turn on let's go <laughs> so I'm glad to have you here um I want to talk about your book I want to talk about uh makeup of course I always have makeup questions okay. and I'm looking at your makeup right now I don't feel like I'm staring at you but I love these lashes they are Thank beautiful so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about everything but um before we just kind of kick things off how have things been going for you things have been really good I mean I still have my struggles of course as we all do you okay know, life is just life but aside from that I've been working on me and just I've making some improvements <laughs> with just self-love and just you know trying to be a better me in absolutely before we go too deep into it that song that we played in the beginning if you did not know that was self-love by jason jason lyric and nevaeh and it, it's a beautiful song i heard it on tiktok so i i please y'all know i like to Put new music on so y'all can kind of get the feel and the vibe. Carissa brought that one for us today, but I'm glad that you are been, are doing well and and the book launch went went great. Yes, it, it it turned out awesome. I was very nervous, but the overall turnout. Everybody said they had an awesome time. Good. Nobody had no complaints, so everything turned out okay. Know. So let's just give people a little backstory. Um, born and raised in Augusta? No, I was actually born in Hempstead, New York. Come I on was, now, New York. <laughs> I was raised here in Augusta okay. um, from the time that I was a little girl, like probably before I turned one. I okay. um, moved down here with my grandmother. My mother had me, but at the time she kind of wasn't, she was kind of dealing with some life trauma and so forth. So okay. she was trying to get on her feet, get herself together. And I actually have a sister a few years older than me uh, who I've never met. To really? Day. Yes. And like so you you know her? My mother, my mother's daughter. Yes. And so she lost custody of her. Well, she kind of gave her away a okay. little bit and then tried to get her back, but couldn't. And then once, you know, she had me, then my grandma, mother was like well we're not gonna let another grandchild be lost and so yeah. 
They sent me down south here to Augusta, and I've been. Let me tell you something about New York people, baby, or Northerners. They will send your ass down (laughs) south with the fucking quickness. My whole family's from New York, and baby, we all right here in Georgia. Like they will send you down south quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so born in New York, raised in Augusta. Tell us about growing up in Augusta. Um. Well, so I was here. Let's see. From the time I was a toddler up until I say maybe the first or second grade. Um. So my grandmother, she had kind of like temporary custody of me, but my gotcha. aunt, which is also like my mother, because she raised me. Uh, her God bless her day. Her name is Pam, and so I. Uh, is that Taquana's mom? Yes, yes. Listen, she was the sweetest yes. lady growing up. Uh, shout out heart. to Taquana mm-hmm. and her family, but her mom was so, and she was so little yes. and so tiny. She was mm-hmm. so sweet. But okay, yes. go ahead. Yeah, so she, um, she pretty much raised me. So that's that's why they're more like my siblings as opposed gotcha. to you know um, cousins, but they're blood cousins, and so. Um, um, I was raised with them in the same household, and then my grandmother passed when I was in like the first grade. And so, mm. um, after she passed, my mother came down, and at that point, she kind of started getting her life on track. And, okay. Um, so I moved back to New York with her after the funeral, and a year later, the same month, my mom died. So right when I was like getting to know, who oh my wow, was, like it, I just got robbed of that opportunity. Oh man, I was yeah. expecting a good story right. after that. Right. Oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. So yeah. transitioning, did you stay in New York after your mom passed or? Yeah, so it was kind of rough. Um, the family was at war at that point, pretty much Ooh, trying to get custody girl. of me. So it I got hate when pretty, people die. Yeah, it got pretty nasty because everybody wanted to fight, you know. And of course, I wanted to be back with Pam because that's all I knew, you know. And yeah. so things got pretty ugly. Um, they kind of started throwing, you know, everybody's dirt on the table, so to speak, at the oh, court in front God. of the judge. <laughs> so some people was like, wait a minute, you know, I don't know if I want all my business yeah, out there like absolutely. that. So they um kind of drew back. And then my other aunt, Lynn, um, she ended up getting custody. I mean, she had to actually get an attorney because at that point the judge was fed up. Like, look, y'all yeah. got too much going on. So she actually had to get an attorney. And so she got legal custody of me. And then um, I lived with her. And then Pam kind of got sickly. And then we moved back down south. So at that point I was in the fifth grade. Mm. So I've been back down here in Augusta, well, in Georgia since then. Since fifth grade. All right, cool. Well, so transition. Um, I, and I know that was rough. And that sounds like those life life dealings or Mm -hmm. those timely things that happen kind of may have led to some different things um in your adult life and and seemingly i can see how that you know could play a part um so let's talk about high school because you did go to the best (laughs) high school in the city so uh tw josie alum you were in the band yes Love, love y'all Listen I was one That was one thing I feel like Well a few things A long list of things I feel like I was robbed of I ain't had no ass I couldn't dance <laughs> But I just I That was That was my main reason Cause we could talk about it now But I was so out of zone And I d- Cried a river I I had to go To jo- We was nowhere near I was on for Butler High School I was not going to Butler I promised <laughs> And my grandmother made a way. God, God bless, God bless, bless, sweetie. She made a way. She, I'm talking about when got her lawyer, got some legal papers drawn up. I was like, come on, grandma, come through in the clutch. And so went to the the best school in the land. 
And how how was high school growing up for you? By this time, who who are you transitioning or who are you living with? Um, high school was awesome. I did have somewhat of a reputation in high school, just being very candid. Um, I think I was very likable person, um, but I was promiscuous because of some of the things I had been through at that point. Okay. So, um, of course, you know, you coming into high school, you're in your ninth grade year, so all the upperclassmen trying to holler and stuff like that. So I was very gullible. Um, I didn't know my Girl, worth. Are we all? Um, yeah, and you know, I just I wasn't there where I needed. To be mentally, yeah. And so it was easy for me to be manipulated and gotcha. um, taken advantage of. High school was fun. High school was yeah, fun. fun. I, I, I loved <laughs> it. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't easily persuaded, but I was. I was boy crazy. Yeah, me too. I was very boy crazy in high school, and you probably couldn't tell then. But I, I really was like, oh, I got a boyfriend. Right, he's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just one of those things. So transition from high school after high school. What, where did you kind of go after that? So interestingly enough, after I graduated high school, well, my senior year, I got pregnant with my son. Okay. And so that kind of threw a loop in things because I did have plans on going to college. And okay. so it was like, uh, well, yeah, I got to be a mom now. So was um, that hard for you to just? Um, I mean, I, I guess I was kind of excited about being a parent. Um, of course, I was a young parent. Yeah. And, you know, but I've always wanted to have somebody to love, you know what I'm saying, and nurture because I always told myself that when I do have children, that I would make sure that they don't go through half of what I went through coming right. up. So um, I have no regrets as it relates to that. Um, how did you? How did that work with your peers? Um. Well, for one, now it was a little bit of a uh, kind of messy situation, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm an open person, so I ain't gonna put no cut on it. But um, so I I did have involvement with one person that month and um it was somebody that was really feeling me and I had been dealing with them or whatever the case may be and then I had another encounter with someone that was very unexpected but that same month but later on in the month and so um but I had protection used protection with that person and didn't with the other person so in my young mind quite naturally I'm like okay well I'm pregnant by this person once I find I was pregnant well that ended up not being the case. No, um, man, I hate that turnout. Like, the rubber Shit. broke, and the other person knew that the rubber broke. Didn't even tell me, and I actually had confided in him and telling him like, "Oh, I'm pregnant." And not one time did he say, "Well, hey, oh, it could be mine." Right, dun, dun, dun. right. So I didn't even know. So I, that was definitely embarrassing because I had to tell my aunt Pam. I had to tell her first that I was sexually active because we yeah. didn't have that conversation, and then not only that, that I'm pregnant. And then, you know, I was for sure that I knew who the dad was because yeah. it was like common sense. Like, you didn't use protection, so that's who you're pregnant by. Right. And then that ended up not being the case. So I was like, you know, so I got some backlash from some of my peers because of that. You know, I was probably every hole and slut and whatever else. But, we were know. so young. We were so so young and so quick to call people names. Right. And not even know, like, their struggle or things that they had been through. But I right. think that comes with time and age and maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Being how, how did how did having that conversation with your aunt go? Like, hey, girl, because so, um, I was twenty one when I had when I got pregnant, and I was terrified. Yeah, I was yeah. twenty one, living by my li- living on my own, not mm-hmm. with my parents. My parents weren't taking care of me or nothing. I had a great job, and I was still like, um, excuse me, I got something to say. Right. <laughs> So nervous. Right. Well, honestly, it went way better than I thought it would go. Okay. Um, the first time. Now, by the time I got pregnant again at 21 with my daughter, then you know it didn't go as smoothly. But once my daughter got here, like she was in love with her. She just, yeah. you know. But it was supportive. You know, at first she had to put on that little hard exterior. Of course. Like you know, girl, you too young, but. 
you know, after that, like she was telling everybody about it before, you know, she was bragging and everything. So she was excited. She was ready. They they are always like that. It's like, what you going to do with a baby? And then mm-hmm. they be like, let me show you pictures of my grandbaby. And I was like, check it right. out. <laughs> All right. So when did you decide that two? Okay. So now here we are, 21, two kids. Mm-hmm. What was life like? Um, because I, I was 21 with one kid. And baby, let me tell you, whoo. Them struggles was real life struggles. Them struggles is what got me to where I am right now. I'm very humble because of, you know, those type of struggles. How how was it being 21 with two kids? It was definitely a struggle. Um, I, I think my daughter was like three months old. And the crazy part about it was like right after she was like on her third month, I ended up losing my Aunt Pam. She ended up passing. Oh, wow. And, um, so, you know, that was my backbone. Like she was the backbone of the family. And so, um, it was hard, you know, then I'm like, okay, I don't even know how to begin living life by myself. I'm a single mother with two kids. And then, um, eventually like within a few months of her passing, her daughter, one of her younger daughters ended up staying with me. So at this point now, am I not just a single mother of my two young kids, one one that's less than one and one that's three, mm-hmm. then now I'm a mother to a teenager. And at that point, she was in middle school. Oof. And then at some point, um, you know, her sister, her other younger sister, who was a little bit younger than her, then um, she ended up coming and staying with me and so forth. And so then I had to learn how to become a parent to not just two. Girl, four kids. Four, four you kids. are a trooper, and, baby. Yeah. Because so when like, my, my dad passed away, I have I have my biological father had three kids, including me. Mm-hmm. And when my, my father passed away, my brothers were so young. Mm-hmm. One of my brothers, my middle brother, he lived with my dad. Mm-hmm. He lived with my dad, my dad and my grandmother. He lived with them and he was all they knew. So when they both passed a month apart from each other, I was like, oh, wow. And not that he didn't know his mom. He knew his mom, but it was just he was comfortable with my dad. And so I remember and and we don't have much of a relationship these days. um, And I never understood why. I don't know why uh, he refuses to talk to me. And I just was like, well, maybe he felt like I didn't do enough. But I was so young. I was I was not even 30. I wasn't even I may have been like maybe 25, 26. I didn't know what to do with my child and a whole middle schooler. At the time, um, and, you know, I was just, my sincerest prayer is that, you know, one day he and I can have a conversation so that we can kind of see past whatever. Because, like I said, I, I don't know why he's upset or why he doesn't want to talk to me. But, um, you know, I just pray he, he is well and, and God right. keeps him. But I definitely understand how having children that aren't your own but in close relation to you mm-hmm. um because my cousin she's lived with me before and she was a t- she was high school yeah. um and i was still in my 20s um but she was such a help mm-hmm. she was like yeah. okay she would get caitlin up for me in in the morning or she would you know feed caitlin give her a bath and all this stuff so i, I definitely understand that but that could be a struggle now yeah but they, they were definitely a big help so those babysitters on deck <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was a struggle because I didn't know much about being a parent, you know what I'm saying? And now looking back, but I find that raising them wasn't as hard as raising my own kids because now you add social media to the mix and stuff oh, like that. Girl. And Don't talk about this. Oh, yeah. 
Don't talk about it. That's a whole other interview for another day. That's a whole different one. So when did you move to Atlanta? Because Atlanta is is where everybody want to be. And I tell people all the time, if you want to change your life, Mm-hmm. Go if you want a fresh start, right. go to Atlanta. And and not saying that to be facetious or funny, but there are so many opportunities. Opportunity. Yep. Um, and when you from small town like Augusta, it's it's like uh, it's all really about who you know. Mm-hmm. And I I've been blessed in some situations because of who my parents are or who my godmother is, right. and you know stuff like that. But when you really want a fresh start, sometimes Atlanta seems like you know. Okay, that ain't too bad. Even though people talk so much shit about they it, do. I don't, and I don't get that. I don't understand why because it is literally the land of opportunity. It is literally Black Hollywood. You can Absolutely. go be whoever the fuck you want to be mm-hmm. in Atlanta any day of the week. You could right. be goddamn lawyer by day, stripper by night. <laughs> like, and no shade to nobody, right. but I'm just saying, you know, that's what that's just kind of who it is everybody know know somebody you can always be connected you know or in the networking circles with the right people that might put you in a, in a lot of, of bright places right. so you know because i've seen you um do a, a few things mm-hmm. uh, with a few people so let's let's just talk about your transition to atlanta yeah in 2014 um i had i was working at adp at the time okay so most of my jobs pretty much was like call center jobs and stuff like that but that one was a little bit different it was payroll yeah so love um, adp by the way yes i love ADP um so once I was working there I had like a few promotions and stuff like that but I knew I just kind of wanted something different I wanted more opportunity for my children for myself and so forth and I just felt like um you know when it comes to the wages and stuff like that in Augusta it's like you kind of capped off so I was you like, definitely you know. cap you yeah, definitely so cap like, off I, I, I need I got you know I got two kids yeah. and I gotta unless care. you like doctor lawyer type or right. teacher with three degrees you definitely capping off you ain't making nothing right so I applied for a position at the ADP in Atlanta with Alpharetta and um I think I did it twice but finally you know thank God I had got blessed with a position at the um ADP in Alpharetta so then in 2014 June 2014 is when I relocated there and then I say probably about after a year of me being there I used to always get compliments like oh I love your makeup I love your hair whatever your makeup is beautiful I ain't gonna say no more (laughs) you know back in the day it wasn't you know what I'm saying looking back at some of the old pictures listen you got to start from the bottom you got to start from the bottom absolutely so um you know, I was like, when people ask me, well, you know, would you do my makeup? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know about touching other people's skin right. you know what I'm saying stuff like that. But um, I was like, well, you know what? Let me go for it. I'm always the type of person like every few years I evaluate my life and where I'm at. And I just think of things to like help me to progress and like grow. So I'm like, what else can I be doing? You know, and so I decided to invest in myself and and I end up paying for like an online course so that I can learn the basics. So I knew the art part of it because I've always had like a touch of art within me. I used to draw and listen. You got to be like creative that. to be able to do makeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you so. got to be. You got to know how to blend them colors. Mm-hmm. You you got to know how to match that skin. You yeah. got to be creative to do makeup. Yeah. So I you know got my certification online um, certification and I had just like started small like with family members, friends, and stuff like that. And before you know it, I was getting clients and I was saying just this little short period of time maybe about six years I think six no more than seven years I've been actually doing makeup or considered doing that as my career well my side career because I still do payroll full-time okay and so um like I've been blessed with some of the opportunities that I've had talk about those opportunities I want people to when I bring people on the show I always want other people that listen to know like 
it don't stop here. You know, Augusta ain't the end all tell all. You can go literally down the street and you could be doing something in Augusta your whole life, but you can go down the street and get the right connections with the mm-hmm. right people and put you in rooms that you never imagined. Absolutely. So let's talk about, you know, transitioning, you know, not transitioning, but, you know, picking up this new side hustle that's mm-hmm. really giving you some valuable income. Right. Um, who are the people that you work? Let's name drop. I, I hate the name okay. drop, but let's name <laughs> drop a little bit. Let's talk about some people you so work with. I, um, I think the first so i've done um two chains wife makeup her name is keisha epps nice um i went to their house actually they live like eight minutes away from where i lived i was living in fairburn at the time okay and they literally live like right around the corner from me you just never would have known it's ducked off but um gotcha but yeah so i did her makeup um shout out to jeremy haynes celebrity stylist. if you don't know who the fuck <laughs> jeremy haynes is tw joe's the alum right augusta's own listen augusta's very own stylist to the motherfucking stars yes. i'm talking about jeremy is Hotter than high, mm-hmm. and somewhere down the line, we're connect. We're we're cousins. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. His brother's married to my cousin. We are definitely related. I appreciate you joining the family. Absolutely, <laughs> he related to my daughter too on her dad's side. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, a good bit of the opportunities that I have had have pretty much come from him. He's recommended or referred some people, so that's how I got to do two chains wife makeup. Um, prior to that, I would, I think I joined like a really big social media network when it comes to other makeup artists, makeup mm-hmm. enthusiasts and stuff. So there's always stuff in groups that you're just seeing for opportunities. So then people oh, wow. be tagging me. So that's how I get. I tag you. Yeah. You did Thanks. something one time. You do. I like when you do the lives and you're doing maybe like Christmas or mm-hmm. something like that. Something really creative <laughs> and you did one one time and it had these bright oranges and reds i can't remember what it was and it had green in it mm-hmm. i don't know what it was but i was like uh please somebody uh <laughs> the right person see this uh because she is bomb.com thank you so now that you've had these opportunities how many doors have just seemingly opened um when it comes to doing makeup for you um, so many doors. So I worked on set of like um, with the Real Housewives when they were. Um, Come on, pop your shit now. <laughs> yes, they were filming. And so that was another um, opportunity that Jeremy, you know, hit me up like, hey, can you, you know, come in? So I didn't do no celebrities that time. I did more like the models and stuff. Candy gotcha. was doing like her little um, in the dungeon thing. Oh, OK. And so forth. So I did makeup for that event. Um, a lot of times when it's Halloween, he does this big, awesome Halloween party. He does. Year. He's known for that. And so he's always like, OK, I got somebody for you to do so i end up doing zonique's makeup which is um, okay tiny's daughter and um who else let's see then i, I had another um another connection i don't know if you guys know sean what's, what's her name she's another stylist um sean melson yes her sean yeah melson. princess so, used to work with her yeah so she had like some type of um event or whatever and i sent like an email and my okay. pictures and my information they responded back so i got to work on set with her and um celebrity celebrity photographer Dwayne rogers okay so um yep so that was another thing i think growing up hip-hop some kind of way i put girl my <laughs> just gonna pop your shit uh, pull out your resume put it on the table <laughs> book my girl immediately uh she is uh all booked and uh, and busy but she ain't too booked for y'all money um so now that you've transitioned and 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 you're living in atlanta you're in in rooms that you probably never imagined Mm -hmm. being in married now yes okay 
how's married life? Uh, it's it's not you know. It's a struggle. It's a challenge. Listen, married <laughs> life is like having, and I don't know. I'm just based on I have married friends, but married life is probably like having a boyfriend forever um, because <laughs> you know you grow up with people and and you love on people and they love on you and and you just go through life's transitions together. Um, but you know, I'm glad I'm glad to hear things are well because. Being married in 2022 seems like a lot. It, it makes me. I'm not. I'm. Yes. I'm not single, but I'm. I'm in a relationship, but I am nervous when it comes to being married because there's some savages out here who mm-hmm. don't give a fuck Absolutely. that you married. Um. So shout out to y'all. I, I I think that's a beautiful thing. I love. I love black love. Um. So let's talk about. Let's transition into your book. Um. I know you talk about a lot of things. A lot of uh gut-wrenching things um some things that parents definitely need to hear mm-hmm. um parents who have girls and not even that have girls but they have you know young boys too um I, I was on tiktok the other day and the lady was like um she was like you know parents watch a young boy she was like i was in the park and i saw this young boy handling another young boy very roughly but like in a kind of sexual mm-hmm. way yeah. and he she asked him you know what he was doing and asked the little boy if he was okay she was like the little boy just looked nervous like Mm -hmm. he knew not to say anything so talk about how you just decided one day I want to tell my story well I just want to clarify that the book is not so much about my story um I actually did a video a few years back I think on Mother's Day one year, and that's where I actually share parts of my story. I, like, wrote down some little things on some flashcards and just kind of told my story. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, but as a result of that, um, so many people had, like, inboxed me, and they were inspired by me sharing that, and they felt like I was brave, you know. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I felt like it was important for me to share my testimony because I feel like, you know, it's more than just going through something in life. Like if you can go through it and get through it, yeah. then you have a duty to help other people to go through it and get through it as well. So, um, so that's when I shared, um, my video or what have you. And then a few years back, I decided, cause people always tell me, well, girl, you, you know, you got a good story. You need to write a book or whatever. But I love easy. when people say that. Yeah. But that's easier <laughs> said than done. So I'll tell you to be honest, like a few years back I had, I was at work and I just, you know, my downtime, I started typing up something on the computer and I I was kind of like telling my story, but then I kind of lost interest and I guess it wasn't God's timing and, and yeah. you know, I wasn't going in the right direction that God saw fit. So then last year was a really rough year for me. I was just going through so much. Um, I've shared some things or whatever, but I was having challenges with my daughter and yeah. just, you know, being a parent and stuff like that. So it was like, God was just pulling on me. It was like, you know, and I'm like, okay, God, what is it? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what is it that you want? Because ain't no way I'm just going through so much. It was just like every month, something, something yeah. in my life was occurring and it just felt like I was going through hell. So I'm like, you know, that's God trying to tell me something. So literally towards the end of the year, I was just sitting at my computer and I just started thinking of some names. I was like, you know, maybe it's time for me to like open back up this book. Let me just get back to this task. You know, maybe that's God's way of telling me, you know, you need to go ahead and start preparing yeah. to walk in your purpose. So then I started, um, it just started flowing through me. Like I lied to you now, I was up to like five something in the morning, like did not get no sleep. And before I know it, I had pretty much typed most of the book at that point. Oh, wow. Um, so I can't even take credit for what I was typing because it was like almost 
<laughs> supernatural. Like God was telling me what to write in the book. And Amen. as I kept reading over the book to like edit it and so forth, um, then it was like ministering to me, the things that I was writing. So the book is more so about, um, it, the title is Living, Learning, Loving After Childhood Sexual Abuse. And to shorten that up is L-A-C-S-A, also LAXA. And so the one thing I wanted to help people to know is that you can live um, after experiencing some type of traumatic event in your life or in your childhood. It don't even necessarily have to be just something you've gone through in your childhood. Um, also, one of the biggest misconceptions, like you were just mentioning, is that it only happens to females. No, right. it absolutely happens to males and females because um, I did have some males that inboxed me as well that had overcome that. And I think um, with males, though, it's more like a high five type thing when it happens because it's like oh it's like you guys are supposed to be you know sexually active but when somebody's taking advantage of you there's no way to sugarcoat that right. that's that's no no means no in in that sense and you know when you're when someone older is manipulating you that's mm -hmm. just like damn don't you know better like right. you know so you got to be very mindful of your your especially when you have younger children mm -hmm. um who you have your children around that was my thing like <clears throat> I was very particular. I and I think that's why my aunt feels like she is my daughter's mom and not me. Because if I need it, if I just not even if I need it, if I wanted to go somewhere, if I just had to go out, if I just had to be running the streets, because we all have. Right. She was like, "Don't I, I bring her over here? Right. Don't take her nowhere else. Don't leave her with nobody else. Bring her to me." Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, and, and everybody don't have a tight circle. That's right. Um, but you know. Just be mindful. Sometimes you just got to be like, nah, I ain't going to go. If I got to leave them with anybody, uh, I ain't going to do it. And sometimes it's, you know, it's the people you least expect. You know, and sometimes it's the people the closest to you. So Oof. I tell you, and it wasn't just, you know, one person. It was multiple people. And a lot of them were close family, friends, and, you know, relatives and stuff like that. That you know, <clears throat> that, that violated me at a very young age. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. I think also because we grew up in that um, hush hush era, mm -hmm. you know, in this house, stay in this house. <clears throat> Absolutely, I think a lot of things happened that were far beyond our imagination. I'm just I blessed that I haven't had to encounter those type of things, um, but my heart goes out to people that have because, like you said, these are close family, family friends, family members, uncle, auntie, you know, mm -hmm. and they. They violate you in a way, and it's just like, how dare you? Like, what, what, were, yeah. what were you thinking? Um, so my constant prayer is that, you know, God continues to give you the strength to move past those type of traumas because right. those things don't just go away. Mm -hmm. um, that's something you might wake up to 20 years from now and, and, right. and can cause mental breakdown. Um, so definitely my heart goes out to you. Um, but, but tell me how that strengthened you to just put some put some things on paper that you knew would help somebody else um because you know I look back at because a lot of people when I would like tell my story they were like girl you don't even look like you've been through all of that and I'm like you know I don't look like what I've been through right exactly so I'm like um you know so that's why I felt it was more important for me to just help people and tell them like what worked for me like what did I do to overcome you know and I just want to encourage and inspire people that you can live after going through a traumatic event, but also to help people to acknowledge like some of the decisions, like because it affected me in more.
more ways than one, you know, as far as what I had been through. At some point, because I was manipulated mentally and sexually, in my mind, I thought that it was my duty to have sex with a man. So it was at a point in my mm. life early on where anytime a man made advances at me, I, I, th- I didn't think I had the right to say no. Yeah. So before you know it, you know, now I, I'm with this person, now I'm with that person, you know, and I wasn't finding myself in really long-term relationships because of that. And um, Do you think just, because um, at a young age the conversation about sex never came up played into the decisions that you made? Well, actually, the person who molested me, um, they were an educator. Um, it was a family person or whatever, and they kind of started off where saying like, okay, well, let me teach you about sex. Mm. And then it became My Lord. showing me and touching me and then full-fledged intercourse, penetration. Wow. And so, um, you know, at some point I just was like, that was just too much. Um, and then it was confusing because, you know, at that age. Whew, yeah, that, I'm sorry. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And at that age, you know, my mind, like I'm going through hormones, so my menstrual cycle just coming on. So I'm attracted to boys. I'm liking boys. But then I got a grown man that's, you know, having oral with me or making me have oral with him and, you know, so forth. And so it was confusing because part of my body felt like it felt good. But then it was like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. And so I just I was torn and mixed like I was just all over the place. And I'll be honest, like that did something to me over the years like I would just I could just be doing something random and you know I can see how somebody like him because it's my understanding that maybe it happened to him mm-hmm. and so um a lot a lot of people just not strong enough to combat those thoughts and those feelings and yeah. stuff like that and it was my experience that even after that happened there could be times I'm just sitting and I may see something in a sexual thought come to my mind something very inappropriate and I just thank God that you know I had the sense you know sense enough to know like no that's wrong that's yeah. you know what I'm saying so not act on my thoughts absolutely or, or my temptations and stuff like that so it, it was just like oh that's gross you know like where did that thought even come from yeah. in my head but it's real life people out here um, that experience those type of things and they just don't have what it takes to overcome it. And so then hurt people, hurt people, yes, you know God. what I'm saying? And so like a lot of people judge the R Kelly situation, which, you know, he's, I don't even have words for that, but I can see it from Continue a different to perspective. mute R Kelly, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see it from a totally different perspective because I, I, from my understanding, like something happened to him, Yeah, you know? And so I think he's a weak person, um, you know, for, not being able to overcome what's happened to him, the trauma from his past to where he's going to then take that same energy and do the same, you know what I'm saying? So are you in therapy? Um, No, I have been over the years and so forth. So my therapy is pretty much me on my hands and knees talking to God. But um, I, it's been a while since I, you know, talked to my therapist. Have you thought about just getting back into therapy? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, especially with some of the other challenges I've been having, you know, gotcha. being a mom, a teen mom. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm a pro. I'm pro therapy. Like um, my mom used to always tell me, "You need to pray, or right. you need to be in church." And I'm like, "Yeah." In addition to right this thirty five dollar copay that I'm paying, because well, I was like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I I I definitely like to tell people, you know, if you need a therapist, I can help you find one. Mm-hmm. It's a whole website, yeah. and you can you can get it down to where they located. I found my therapist 
Um, I was able to filter out I wanted her to be a lady I wanted her to be black And I mm. wanted her to be in Georgia yep. um, And you know You could just filter it out that way um, I can't think of I gotta think of the website I gotta f- look and google it But I, I'll definitely make sure I drop that When yeah. we drop this episode Because that's important Because Absolutely. a lot of people um, aren't Don't grow up in the church You know Some mm. of us grow up in the church And we see faith And we we know how faith works And we, right. we know how Having a great relationship With God works But a lot of people Don't endure Or encounter that Right So it's hard to say You know Strengthen your faith Go to God right. Get on your knees in prayer When you don't even know What that looks like mm-hmm. um, So you know I always like to say You know It's an alternative Everything You know when When you can't pray Or when you don't Have a relationship With God Get you some therapy or Even if you do You know So and I ain't I ain't the most Spiritual person yeah. There is You know what I'm saying So that's a constant You know um, A constant portion Of my life Where I'm trying to Learn and grow And evolve And stuff like that And get closer to God But um, you know and, and the crazy thing About it was The person that Violated me Was a minister In the church Minister Music ministry And then What's even more <sighs> Crazy about that Is um, you know He recently passed So over the years I, I always tell myself Like my aunt Pam Before she passed like she told me the importance of forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, and so I knew that I had to forgive. I knew the uh, the reason behind it, and gotcha. so forth. And so um, I forgave. I was even able to embrace that person with a hug, um, no hard feelings, wish no ill feelings. And then, um, but there was always a piece of me that wanted closure. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, they passed just past year. As I was writing the book, <laughs> oh, it was wow. crazy. But they passed from cancer, and. Um, Mm. And it was crazy because I actually went to see them on their dying bed. And more than anything, I was like, God has a sense of humor because I always thought that, okay, well, maybe I have an opportunity to have that conversation because they never even acknowledged anyone even more so about me getting an apology from them. It was just like, I think in their mind, they had convinced themselves that it never That happened. it wasn't right or that it wasn't nothing wrong with it. Uh, yep, that too. So, um, but yeah, so I, I literally didn't even have the opportunity to get that closure. Our closure for me didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. So gotcha. I had to end it with just, you know, I love you, <laughs> you know. Do do what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you've gotten past those hard times. Um, again, my constant prayer is that you continue to find, you know, strength daily to deal with any traumas. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about health. Health and yes. wealth, because um, I see you out here getting to the bag daily. <laughs> but let's let's talk about health. I see you also in the gym, Mama, mm-hmm. and you look good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank how you. how is that? Um, just transitioning, trying to not even transitioning, but just taking advantage of a healthier lifestyle. When did you just say, you know, I all right, all right, I'm tired. Enough is enough. Yeah. Well, over the years, it's been a struggle. Um, I actually coming into high school, I wasn't overweight. If you remember me from my freshman year, oh, I was no. like one thirty two. Yeah, you was At, um, tiny. Yeah, but then birth control, good old birth control, and then they say you know, you know, then you got pregnant, then you got pregnant again, and just over the years, over the past decade plus, you know, I've just put on more and more weight, and it's been a struggle for me to try to get it off. And for me, it was consistency. You know, I have trouble with being consistent because it was like so many other elements. Around me going on Yeah And I like to eat I ain't gonna uh, yeah, lie to yeah. you I, I like to eat back then <laughs> And I like to eat now <laughs> So There's where my struggles lie Yes yes Me too 
And I ain't gonna lie, still, you know, I still love some food, but now my relationship with food has completely changed. So, okay. um, I had decided that like just was enough was enough. Like my kids be like, "Mom, why are you breathing so hard?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just sitting I'm here, just like, regular. I'm like, just sitting here. Why are you breathing so hard?" I'm like, "Ooh, you know." And so then just just normal things became uncomfortable for me, like tying my shoe or just I'm out of breath. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, like this ain't it," you know. Yeah. Then it got to a point where you know I like to look good, I like to go out, and then I just found myself not liking to take pictures. And, you know, not really want to go out or whatever. So it was affecting me because I began to not like what I was seeing. You know, I've always thought I was a beautiful person. But then it was just like, you know, all this weight. And it's like, "Mm -mm." so it's time for a change for me. And so all the different diets and stuff like here and there, I lose 30, 40 pounds here and there. But then once that's over with, and then I felt like I was depriving myself because I'm not a really vegetable person like that. It's not too many vegetables that my palate can taste take. Mm. And so um, I'm like, uh-uh, I got to figure out something. I got to do something that worked for me. So um, I probably, before, maybe even before last year, I decided, okay, well, let me consider weight loss surgery. Okay. And so I had actually, through my employer, like they have this whole little thing that you have to go through. And so um, they initially said that it was, um, something that was covered under the plan that I have. Okay. And so I went through like... Let me call my insurance next week. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just hold on. <laughs> when I um went through like six months of going to the nutritionist and learning, you know, how to change my relationship with food and they give you tips and different things for you to try that's custom to you and so forth. So I really learned some really insightful information as far as um, the importance of eating whole foods. I learned why it's so important like you know sometimes we'll go let's say we go to Chuck E. Cheese we'll have a slice of pizza or two or whatever but then an hour or so later after you leave Chuck E. Cheese you want some more pizza but that's because you're eating empty carbs you know and so they're Mm. very addictive but they're not whole food so they're not getting you full so your body you know and so it it becomes definitely becomes addictive so then it's like why you sometimes I eat a bag of chips or something like that and then they say you know I want something else I want you know what I'm saying so stop telling my business (laughs) all over the internet please I was like, okay, so that's why, you know, I'd be like that. Before you know you'd be a set that ate about four bags of Doritos or something. So I'm like, okay. So that helped me to understand. But lo and behold, after the long six months of me driving an hour, because I was driving to Decatur every like every week or every other week or something like that. To see the nutritionist. To see the nutritionist okay. weigh in and, you know, um, and do those sorts of things. Well, then once I did everything and got like all the stuff, like checked all the items off the list and they sent my paperwork off to the insurance company, they're like, oh, it's excluded from your plan. And I'm like, what? I'd be down. So, you know, I was like, uh-uh, I ain't come this far. I ain't giving up. So guess what I did? I was part of this um, weight loss group, um, social media, whatever. And so I saw other people talking about their experience, their journey. So um, I had people like recommend this place in Tijuana, Mexico. So I'm like, okay. So I self-pay, honey. I had I had some money put up in savings. It took My savings took a hit, but it was definitely well worth it. Okay. So um, I paid in full <laughs> for myself. So I um, actually took a flight to San Diego and then they came and got me from the airport and drove me across the border. Okay. And so I was there probably about four days, four or five days. And um, so I couldn't have the, well, it wasn't recommended for me to do the um, sleeve because that's a less invasive procedure. Okay. But I was struggling with GERD. Like sometimes in my sleep at night, I would literally be choking from the reflux. Like it would just burn so, so badly. So I was already on multiple medications for that. And I had what they call a hiatal hernia. Okay. It's where like your, um, I think it starts pushing up through like your esophagus or whatever. And so, um, 
I threw your trait. So I was like, oh, and I got it, you know, so I wasn't giving up. And so initially I wasn't supposed to have the surgery until March, but then I knew that like I had my book launch and stuff like that event. So I was like, well, no. So I told them like, y'all need to put me on the list. Cause I need to come quicker sooner than that. So they called me and literally like in January and like I made it happen. Cause it was the same weekend when they had the CSRA SBA awards gala. Gotcha. So literally I couldn't eat. Like I wasn't eating or really, I was like literally on a full liquid diet. So I was oh, like starving. Gosh. I'm on my hands and feet, like doing six faces for the event or whatever. And, um, it was definitely a challenge, but that very, as soon as I got done with the makeup, I had to head back to Atlanta cause my flight left like six o'clock the next morning. To oh, go. Wow. My son went with me and, um, yeah, so it was an awesome experience. Um, since then, so I'll say, and I, and, I'm being very open, so y'all please feel privileged to <laughs> for me to share this information. But my highest weight was 289, um, and right now I think the last time I weighed myself maybe a couple of days ago I was at 230. Come on, 230, so, and I'm nine weeks post op. Monday will be ten weeks post op. So, um, but a lot of people think that oh you just had surgery and then you just lose the weight like no no because I, I seen you in the, I didn't even know you had weight loss surgery I saw your gym pictures I was like okay mama's in the gym I'm feeling it I ain't there yet but okay girl do you think but then I read one of your captions mm -hmm. and it said something about weight loss surgery I was like oh hell like when that happened right. and so but no I feel like you got to just kind of do what works for you right. um that might work for some people, may not work for others. Um, I, my sister, my baby sister, had gastric bypass. Mm -hmm. That's what I had. And she's been, it's just been a journey. You know, some days it's really good, some mm -hmm. days it's not so good. And yeah. so I, I've seen it firsthand, but let me tell you, I am nervous about stuff like that. Yeah. And, and probably because I've had some surgeries before. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I had... Um, Oh, my append no, was it my appendix? No, my gallbladder. Mm -hmm. Um, my gallbladder was not any good. And I remember going to the emergency room and then they referred me to my surgeon. <laughs> well, I got in there, he was like, You ever thought about weight loss surgery? I was like, damn, that's not why I'm here, nigga. <laughs> like the fuck? Yeah, yeah, them daughters, they, they And he was like, <laughs> No, that ain't why you here, but you need it. I was like, Shit, am I obese? Like right. and he's like, For your height and, and your yep. your your weight. You know, in your age, yeah, you are. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, let's talk about when you're taking this gallbladder out. Right. That's all I came here Did for. Did you have gallstones or something? I had an episode. Memorial. I never forget. It was Memorial Day. Oh, Memorial Day weekend a few years ago. Well, mm -hmm. five or six years ago. And I was here at my grandparents' house. My grandma had cooked a spread, baby. <laughs> and I ate. And the next day, it felt like I was having a heart attack. Like... I didn't know if it was acid reflux. I didn't know if it was heart. I've never had like heartburn, acid reflux. I don't mm -hmm. know what none of that feel like. All I know was it felt like my heart was about to come out my chest. Wow. And I remember getting up that morning. I went and got some. They, I was on Google and it said <laughs> get some uh, uh, acid reflux or whatever. Uh, some start with an N. I went to Walgreens, mm -hmm. got that, took it, and I laid back down. I felt okay, mm -hmm. but that just subsided. It. Right. And I got up and went. I got up again, and I told my my partner at the time. I was like, "Hey, I, I can't make it. I got to please take me to the emergency room." Right. So we went, and he said, "I went there twenty minutes." He was like, "Yep, you got gallstones, and that gallbladder got to come out." I was like, mm -hmm. "Okay." He gave me some, and I just instantly started feeling better. And he was like, "You need to change your your eating habits, though." Mm -hmm. And so I did for like a month. I 
Mm-hmm. Chicken salad, chicken, <laughs> uh, baked chicken salad. This salad, I lost maybe like twenty pounds before mm-hmm. my surgery, and then after my surgery, I still did good. But then I was like, man, I am sick of eating goddamn vegetables. And I'm a vegetable person. So I like Brussels sprouts, asparagus, Mm -hmm. you know, cabbage, collard greens. I can eat all that. But God damn it. I get sick of that shit. I be wanting fried chicken and just dressing. And I'm a bread person. Me too. Mm -hmm. So bread, cakes, Mm -hmm. milkshake. I'm... I want all that And now I've gotten older And it's funny Because I used to always Laugh at my grandmother When I was little Because she always Eat her dinner And she'd be like I want something sweet mm-hmm. And yep. I have found myself In the yep. last Two to three years Doing the same thing Every time yep. I eat I'd be like Oh I want a brownie yep. Or a cake mm-hmm. Or a Snicker bar yep. Or something yep. So the last couple of uh, Weeks I've been trying To count my calories mm-hmm. I hate the gym so I just, oh God, I hate the gym. I actually now I, it's almost like I love it. So I'll be there sometimes twice a day. I go in the morning and in the evening. So I don't know. It's just like this boost of energy. Um, yeah. And, and and I know that because I learned over the years, like whenever I would eat something, I would feel so fatigued, just like tired. Mm. I didn't have no energy. Didn't want to go nowhere. Didn't want to do nothing. I'm just like a lump on the <laughs> a log on the couch or whatever. So Listen, I'm like, that's uh-uh. me all day. When I eat, yeah. I go. I'd be like, all right, y'all, they already know I'm going to bed. But I can see the change in my appearance. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of like, I don't like it. So my mm-hmm. me and my sister, my sister has membership at the um, at the Y. Okay. And she kept saying, oh, I'm going to add you tomorrow. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Now, look, I ain't particular about giving people my money and not mm-hmm. showing up. I right. didn't did that before. I done gave oh, yeah. Goals Gym, Planet <laughs> Fitness, LA Fitness, $10 a month for damn near three years and went three times. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, we're going to go. We're going to do it. So we're going to see. I, I, I'm going to keep you posted. I'm, I'm going to yeah. shoot you some text messages. I need a accountability well, partner. I'll share, yeah, I'll share some stuff with you that, you know, I did. It's, it's, it's a challenge. So even with me having the surgery, like there were certain requirements, like a pre-op and post-op diet. So, you know, a lot of people would jump in my inbox like, oh, girl, what's your secret? You know, and I kind of laugh. <laughs> but um, girl, I'm ain't like, a secret. Google it. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at my sister. She can eat certain things and there's certain things she's just like mm-hmm. or sometimes she'll eat and she'll be like i gotta throw up i, mm-hmm. I just can't do it and i know a lot of that comes with like your mental mm-hmm. like you can't still eat like you're right. at your highest weight right. you know yep. you gotta eat like okay my stomach this big now like mm-hmm. you know oh yeah and you can feel it you know what i'm saying so like and and it was a challenge for me doing a liquid diet and stuff like that before the surgery. So two weeks before even having the surgery, I was on a liquid diet. Like oh I couldn't, God. you know what I'm saying? That sounds and, so and frustrating. And I couldn't wait until I could like actually eat or choose something. I was like, oh my God. And so still now, you know, and I don't eat a whole lot. And so it's more so with portions, but I still haven't had like bread now on my birthday. I call myself trying to eat some cake and I literally took like a fork bite and, and Mm-mm. My body can't tolerate the sweets. Oh no! Nope. Nope. So I say, well, that's a good thing. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? absolutely. So, That'll change how you live your life, yeah, baby. Absolutely. I, uh, one, we had a recording earlier this week, and mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> one of the girls brought cupcakes, and it had to be about five or six cupcakes in there. Mm-hmm. Now, me and her ate one when she got here. Mm-hmm. I ate one while we were recording. Then she left too, <laughs> and I was like, bitch. <laughs> Why would you do that? Right. And I ate them too. Right. And Girl. listen, and now my family has like kind of like 
added to my uh, bad habits. My daughter came in the house. She was like, I bought you a Snicker bar. I was like, you know what? And that's what it was for you me. You the goat, My husband eat out all the time. I'm talking about every time he come home, you want some McDonald's, you want some Popeye's, you want some Zaspies, you want this, you want that. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now it's kind of a struggle. So now what I do, I go to Chick-fil-A and I get my kids a grilled chicken nugget kids meal. Okay. And, um, that's what I have with the little apple juice and it's organic. So and, and then I have to wait before I could drink. As I eat, I have to wait like 30 minutes before I could drink something or whatever. But like and that more than fills me up. Like I probably can't even finish that. Oh point. wow! So. Well, hats off to you. Thank you. Your journey is amazing. I see nothing but great things in your future. I appreciate you sh- sharing your story today. I know that takes a lot. Um, a few times in the conversation, took my breath away. I, I just, <laughs> I didn't know whether to hold my head down or cry or just stop everything and hit stop <laughs> and we'll finish this later. But no, I, I appreciate you telling your story. Hopefully. Um, your story will uplift someone Absolutely. or, you know, help someone dealing with any type of struggles that they're going through. Um, tell people where they can find your book. Um, my book, you can actually go to my website, which is www.iamkaressa.com. That's iamkaressa.com. If you go on there, you'll have access to do the ebook. If you have Kindle and you like that sort of thing. Only thing I don't really, I'm not too crazy about with the Kindle is because I can't see who's supporting me. So I don't even have a way of knowing who purchased gotcha. the ebook. But also on there, you can... Um, select the printed copy so um i prefer that you get the printed copy because in this book you also there are some pages for note taking yeah and, I saw that. and i'm a writer so yes yeah, so, i'm excited um, yeah and you got i got you a copy thank you thank and you girl for the month of april april is sexual assault awareness month it's okay. also um child abuse prevention month as yeah. well but i have these little teal ribbons so people who have been purchasing the printed copy you'll find that i've been putting the ribbon in your nice. envelope with you when i send it to you along with a thank you card oh wow i knew april was child child abuse month because i work in school system so that's something that we always kind of talk about real hot and heavy but again thank you so much thank you for my book i will definitely be (laughs) reading this um also let people know where they can book you because uh mama the makeup is amazing thank you well on that same website um, that i just gave there's a link also for my booking so like if you want to schedule me and so forth um and if if for some reason you having trouble with the booking link or whatever then feel free to you could text me also six seven eight 815-5086. 815-5086. Okay. And you come to Augusta frequently? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, not, I think next weekend or the weekend after that, but yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was definitely exciting to have this conversation. Please make sure you support her, buy her book, book her. Uh, lovely uh, makeup skills are always on point. I, I got to know about these lashes when we get off. But we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. We're going to go out to the same song we came in on because it's a beautiful song and I love it. Y'all be good. Wife type put a ring on it. I'm happy for you. You practically royal. The queen bee. They should kneel, yeah. You might love the streets, but they'll never love you back. Love yourself. Every love story needs a climax. She said. I ain't trying to be stubborn, but I can use some self-loving. Ain't got to say nothing. They already know how I'm coming. I've been working on me. I've been loving on me. I had to learn to love myself. Conversations with Mo is available on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Music Play. Please like, rate, and subscribe.